Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Texas Hemp Coalition podcast. I am your host and executive director of the Texas Hemp Coalition, Alyssa Nolan. And today we have a special guest with us that also serves on the board of the Texas Hemp Coalition, Ms. Cynthia Morales of Higher Ed Hemp Tours. Cynthia, how are you doing today? I'm good. Great being here, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm glad you could join us today and and talk about a little more of what Higher Up Hemp Tours does and, um, you know, kind of your purpose in this hemp space. So we'll get started and uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you and your journey through this industry and why y'all started Higher Ed Hemp Tours. Yeah, definitely. So originally, I'm an educator at heart. I've been teaching for over 15 years. I focused on language, so teaching English and Spanish all over the world as well. And interestingly enough, that's kind of where I first got my experience in cannabis. But I lived in Asia, so it was a very different experience in cannabis than what I had here in the US. Um, I'm originally from Mexico. So in the Hispanic background, cannabis is just, you know, it's just bad. It's, It's marijuana, regardless of how what it really is. And so it was really a stigma and really, um, really difficult to, you know, even talk about it or anything. So never really touched it, you know, when I was younger until I was able to see it in a different way. Like people used it as medicinal and they used it as hemp, as crops and things like that. So that kind of was my first step into it, but just kind of kept it in the back burner. And then years later, I came back to Texas to get my master's. I met my husband in college and we, I kind of stayed here. And so we moved to Austin and that's where I met Leah, who's also the co-founder of Higher at Hemp Tours. And we've been friends and advocates of the plant for a while, you know, over 10 years as well. And pretty much about 2017, both of us kind of reached a crossroads in our personal careers and thinking about, okay, you know, what, do we really want to continue here? You know, I, at this point, I was teaching as well at Texas State. I was an adjunct professor there for a while and also at ACC. So I was doing, you know, just a little bit of everything in teaching. But at the end of the day, I really was not happy with the admin work that I had to do. Um, I was also running a school or a language school, which is still my part-time consulting job. But it's, you know, it was was just kind of not really into it anymore, you you know, to say the least. And the next thing you know, Leah and I kind of got, she's from Kentucky, we got an offer to, hey, visit a a farm there. And we're like, sure, we don't know what hemp really is, but let's see it. And that kind of got the introduction to, wow, this plant, the space, and maybe we could be a part of it. So bringing it back to 2018, when the farm bill passed, both of us were just kind of doing private consulting of our own um, background. And we kind of got together and said, hey, let's, you know, let's see how we can get into the space. And coming again from education, her in the business building part, she helps uh, small businesses with, with her background. We kind of decided, okay, let's educate the community, you know, let's, let's do it in a fun way, though. And one of the things that I do focus in language is immersion 100%. So it's all about going in exploring the city you have to live in a place to speak the language you got to talk to the people the same thing I'm taking it with the plant you know you have to touch it you have to see it you have to see all the varieties of it so you can understand and and it's a lot easier when people see it rather than just reading about it or hearing from somebody else so you know tours are not really 
a, a brand new invention. If you go to Colorado, if you go to, you know, uh, California, they do have cannabis stores, but really not a lot of education behind it. They're always really fun. You know, you get on the bus and they just show you a bunch of pieces and a lot of the plants. So whenever we came back to Texas since you know, marijuana is not what we can we can showcase here. We wanted to focus on hemp. So we called it higher ed hemp tour for a variety of reasons, you know, higher education, of course. And then hopefully one day continue it to be um, in the marijuana, it, you know, part if, if Texas allows, of course. But in the meantime, we really want to focus on showing everybody kind of the the whole supply chain from the root, you know, which is planting it in the farms all the way to the end, which is going to a retail shop or a restaurant that carries or a clothing store. So it's been it's been quite the journey to put all of that together. But that's pretty much in a nutshell. You know, our mission is to educate consumers and connect them with verifiable brands. And so by that, we make sure that the brands themselves are compliant we educate them and their employees about it as well. So we try to provide, you know, a, a little bit of help on both B2B side and the consumer side as well. Well, I think that is so important because obviously education is is massive in this space. You know, that's one of our tenets as the coalition is, you know, we're ad- advocacy, education and networking. And that's one of the reasons that we sought y'all out in particular, because we wanted to focus on that education aspect. And, you know, I think that what y'all are doing by, you know, touring the farms, touring the retail spaces, taking everyone out to show them these reputable businesses that they can go purchase their product from, you know, whether it's for medicinal use or, or whatever it is. I think it's great. Um, I remember meeting uh, Leah and Daniel for the first time at the Tejas Hemp Plant Party. And uh, yeah. I just thought it was great that they showcased, you know, one of the first plantings of hemp in the state of Texas uh, when it was legal to be grown. So what y'all do is so great. And, and I'd love to know a little more about what do you guys want to work on in the future, uh, education-wise, uh, tour-wise, as part of the umbrella for Higher Ed Hemp Tours? Yeah, so really, you know, 20, 2020 was a big setback for us in the touring side of it, of course, and the event side of it, because it just hit everybody hard. So we kind of went back to the drawing board of, of what really, you know, the business needed. And we kind of focused on the advocacy side at this point. And we also started focusing on helping the industry businesses. So a lot of the people that we realized that we met on the tours, especially the owners of these companies, they're brand new entrepreneurs. They Maybe they've never owned a business. They've definitely never owned a cannabis industry, you know, a cannabis business, I'm sorry. So there are so many hoops and things that we got to jump through here. And we had, a, we ourselves, before we started um, our very first tour, we had gone across the country, visited so many places as well, from manufacturers to farms and things like that. And just, for, you know, taking everything in, went to conferences, expos. So we had this, all this plethora of information and 2020 finally allowed us to sit down not go to too many events, not have to, you know, take time in that, which is important. However, we decided to put all of that together and put it in one page for everyone to see. And so we already had partners that we were working with and helping them out. And of course, we kind of started growing at that point because many of them needed this information. And if 
as they're running a business, they don't have time to keep up with legislation. They don't have time to, you know, figure out what keywords they can use, what hashtags are banned, what things, you know, helping them with marketing or what systems they can use because many of them don't integrate with their websites. So it was just information that we felt they needed to know. So that's kind of what we're expecting now, our hemp business builder side of it. And, you know, it, it kind of started with our immediate, just the stops that we were going to. But then quickly, as now we've been touring a lot more farms and everything, we tell them like, hey, well, we can help you with this. We have this information. So that's one thing. And then the other side on the actual tours, now that we're back on that, we're hoping to start going to um, the different tour companies that are already here because a lot of them, just like us, got hit in 2020 and some of them did not make it some of them are still going and so we're trying to set them up to provide hemp tours themselves there so maybe you know there's a lot of here in Wimberley that already do wine tours they already do beer you know brewery tours and things like that so why not throw in a hemp stop along the way a farm you know there's a lot of, of great great places to go here so that's kind of what our next our 2020 21 mission is to you know expand hemp tours not just in austin and um in san antonio area but kind of all over and helping these other businesses too right and it's such a huge component of education because if we can get those individuals out there that are possibly going on a wine tour or brewery tour to stop by a hemp farm exactly it kind mm-hmm. of goes hand in hand and it, and it destigmatizes it and it opens their eyes to that this is a good thing, that it's an agriculture crop. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So also, you know, I want to get more back on education because your background is in education and hired hemp tours is kind of this, this education arm for the hemp industry. So education wise, what do you think is the most important thing for the hemp and cannabis space as we move forward in the future? It's kind of, you know, it's an ever evolving thing right now. So just keeping everybody up to date with that is very important. You know, uh, us as, like you said, if somebody's going to look at us for an educational resources, that's the primary thing for me. It's like, okay, let's make sure we're up to date and we're giving the correct information. Um, Number one, the second part is keeping it so simple and basic because us that are in the industry, we're like a mile away which doesn't seem a lot because the industry is new, but compared to newcomers that only have heard of CBD and maybe now Delta Aid, of course, but they still don't even know what those letters and numbers mean. They're like, ah, which they just told me it's good for this, you know? So just keeping it very basic, keeping it very simple and providing that that resource to all of the people that are actually selling this because they're the ones that actually have you know, that experience and that exchange, we don't really with the consumers on our tours. Yes. And it's amazing how many, you know, we ask everybody, okay, so how many of you know, have heard of CBD? 100% have hands go up. Do you know what CBD stands for? Do you know what it means? And it's like, 100% 100% have to go back down, you know, or do you know, if you tried a full spectrum product or an isolate, I know I've tried something and that's about it. So it's, it's interesting, you know, keeping up with those stats and taking them back to our industry people and telling them like, Hey, are you telling them, you know, about this? If, are you selling smokable flour? Are you letting them know that this is the situation? Do you know that if it's an edible, this is what they need to know. So just, 
that's the most important, keeping it basic. Um, Industry-wise, there's so much to learn, but for consumers, definitely 100%. Simple and fun, <laughs> too. I I agree. And I think that's excellent because there are a lot of individuals that are interested in CBD products or let's say hemp cannabis products as well, but they're necessarily not educated enough when they walk into a retail store. And maybe these retailers aren't educated to how how to promote their products. So in your mind, what are some things that retailers can do to better educate themselves so that they can educate their consumers about the different products that are out there? Um, one one of the main things is visual is key. You know, any, anything that you learn, there's a lot of there's a lot of different places where you can buy cards about the endocannabinoid system, posters about that explained what terpenes are, what is a full spectrum broadband. You know, because not all the time is the owner going to be at the store, and not only that, as they are expanding new employees are coming in, new employees are coming in. And so the first thing I do recommend is, you know, do a a one-on-one course, make sure that, you know, we have a free one up on higher ed hemp tours for anybody, consumers. It's just like, hey, these are the basic things of hemp. You all should probably know, you know, and and do, do something like that. And then once you have that training, make sure that it continues within your employee. You know, not not everybody is great at sales. Not everyone is great at explaining. So having some visuals in your store or some of them have even like little presentations or videos just in a loop, you know, as, as they have a, a TV in there. It's, it's just something that small that makes the huge difference, the biggest difference for, for consumers. Right. And I wanted to go back on something that you touched on. You touched on Hemp Business Builder. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because you mentioned, you know, a lot of our um, businesses out there having issues with social media. When they're posting on social media, you know, their accounts may be taken down or banned. I would love to hear about maybe how you can help uh, businesses out and consumers as well. Definitely. So the, the very first thing is know what hashtags are banned. You know, there, there's a list out there and you can easily Google it. Of course, we provide a list for all of our partners along, in, you know, with all of that access because it, it's one, we're updating that list consistently. And the other thing too is look at the type of content to compare who's being blocked and who's not, you know, because we all are in the industry together. A lot of us share you and follow each other's content. And of course we report as well, you know, like, Hey, so-and-so's account is blocked. Please help follow their backup account. That's another thing they can do. Just start up a backup account. However, just learn to know that anything that you put on platforms like Facebook or, you know, TikTok, Instagram, things like that, they can be taken down and shut down at any moment. So the best advice would be put this on your website, you know, put it inside, embed it in your website because nobody can really shut down that website. You know, you're going to own it. And your other, at any social media, that is very easily, it can be taken down. So just little, you know, tips like that is what we try to advocate and, and inform you guys. And then if the other thing too, is make sure that you look at the pictures that you're posting, you know, and if it looks too much like weed, then mm, it's, they're, they're going to go back off. But if, you know, all you're doing is, you know, have topicals or isolates or broad spectrum products, 
focus on those words because those are very important, you know, not, you don't want to hashtag 420 on everything, you know, or, or things like that. So just be, be important of the evolution of who gets blocked and who doesn't. <laughs> so I think that's great advice. And those are all things that um, individuals can use your services through Hemp Business Builder, correct? Yes, definitely. We work with, you know, we're not the, I don't think anybody's an expert in this business, especially because it's just very, very new. But we like to connect people that are experts or that have been doing this a lot longer. So, you know, we do get help from other other people. We just want to be the one-stop shop, basically. And also, you know, one of our main slogans for hemp industry or hemp business builder is, we cut the bullshit and connect you directly to verified hemp players, you know, in the industry. Cause there's a lot of runarounds, you know, that it, it, there's, it's one thing to say things and it's one thing to do. And fortunately we don't have time to waste right now as things are moving along. And as a business owner, you definitely don't have the money to waste and time is money. So trying to cut that middle part and just connect, connect, connect. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. You know, that's one of the reasons we started the Texas Hemp Coalition is because, you know, we had to felt we felt like we were vetting a lot of individuals and we wanted to be a spot for reputable sources. And that's another reason why we are connected to higher ed hemp tours and hemp business builder as well. So, you know, these types of partnerships are going to help us move forward. I want to ask one last question. So with your involvement in the Texas Hemp Coalition, what do you think are some things that we can do education wise? I know that we have talked about a hemp trail um, that can be possible. I'd love for you to touch on that because I think that was one of the reasons we thought we could partner well together, you know, to move forward. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's, I, I love the name, you know, the, the, the just a, a coalition because that is what it is. You know, you have these strong players coming in the industry, trying to connect and all of it is in Texas. You know, we live in Texas, we're from Texas. And I feel that because the state is so huge, <laughs> we need a lot of hands on deck, right? And so, yeah, one of the things that we had in mind was to create this Texas trail, kind of model it like the uh, there's a Kentucky bourbon trail that exists already. And I believe that there's also like a, a marijuana trail that they're working on in California around there. But it, it doesn't just mean, hey, these are all the cool places to stop. It's more about the history. And starting it in South Texas, that's where I'm from, from the Rio Grande Valley. And so I know a lot of places there that were affected that people that do now plant hemp again, that used to plant hemp before and just telling that story around. And so by calling it the Texas Hemp Trail and including education along the way, it's just something that I feel is really important for the overall state, you know, and, and being that, that was one thing too, that we really feel the coalition can help because of all the members that are playing, you know, together. Yeah. And it'll be fun. It'll take a while to get this thing going, but I, you know, we've watched other industries in Texas, like the wine industry um, has mm -hmm. it off of the 290 wine trail. And, um, and we can bring a little bit more history because hemp has been here in the state of Texas, you know, before it was uh, prohibited, precisely <laughs> you know, grown and sold in our state and nation. So, you know, we just really appreciate all the work that you guys do through hired hemp tours and educating our consumers and industry mm -hmm. as well as hemp business builder. So where, where can everyone find you guys? So you can, we, on our website, uh, hireedhemptours.com or hempbusinessbuilder.com. You'll be able to find all of our socials and videos and more information on how to become a partner with us as well and apply directly, directly there. 
That's great. Well, everybody go check them out. Higher Ed Hemp Tours and Hemp Business Builder. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you for serving as a board member of the Texas Hemp Coalition. And uh, we can't wait to get started on all of our work. Of course. Thanks for having me.